Welcome back to Becoming a Character. It's the voice of this podcast, Dallas. A lot of people listening to this podcast, they want to be someone. They want to be someone that's magnetic, someone that's attractive, someone that the masses or whatever school of thought they're trying to build can't help but follow them to the ends of the earth. Can't help but pay them for what it is that they say and what it is they feel and what it is they think. Can't help but adore them infinitely. Um, a lot of people listening to this podcast, they have a desire to be magnetic. But simultaneously, they think they have an inability to be magnetic. Maybe the way they were born, maybe their genetic set, uh, these things in combination maybe have rendered them introverted or non-linguistically gifted, maybe not talented or skilled or handsome. Many people think that there are a great many centerpieces to being someone that's magnetic. There are a great many fuels when it comes to creating the setting and creating the character that and, and the lore and the narratives that will um, go on to attract their ideal following and create their new school of thought. But the truth be told is that it really comes down to a few different things. Uh, if you read the book Zero to One by Peter Thiel, he says we live under a power law. What that essentially means is that it's the 80-20 rule. Only 20% of the variables within any endeavor really ever go into matter. And I know I might be talking slow in this podcast episode, but I've cut my calories down to about 15,000 or 1,500 per day. And so I'm crawling like a turtle, which is, is, is one of the things that I want to talk about within this podcast episode, actually. Due to the pandemic, one of the things that I was talking about with a friend of mine through through the voicemails, we send voicemails back and forth yesterday, was you know the human state, the human condition. He was telling me that the human human people, human people, you can tell my calories are really cut. Humans, they are designed to toil. You know, everybody imagines and himself included has imagined a lifestyle that is limitless and free and that's how they'll live happily ever after you know a lifestyle where they don't have to do much of anything maybe like they reap passive income essentially or they have a business that's working for them they may do investing or crypto or you know a passive opportunity income maybe drop shipping or something like that many people think that their lives will be perfect in you know the 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 vehicle to deliver them to joy uh in prestige will be something that's passive and doesn't require toil and essentially you know in this conversation what he was telling me was that he desired that lifestyle for himself initially until you know he came to a point in time where he was working and making a significant amount of money enough money to live and in those moments of his journey, he realized that human, you know, it's within human nature completely to toil and to work and to be at war. 
throughout human history, this is something that we said, human beings have always struggled, you know, and that's part of our genetic code to struggle, to toil. And you can see it in, you know, the ways we've hosted war or we've hosted uh, fights or uh, social debate. There's always been debauchery, always been back and forth. And I've added to that conversation by saying, yeah, it, it is in our nature to toil. Many people think their optimal lifestyle would be a lifestyle that's lived passively without toil, without work. But work and aspiration is a part of joy. And you can see this in the fact that many human beings, and it's a part of us, many human beings, when they have complete freedom from the need to work, they go completely haywire, whether it's celebrities or even during last year's pandemic, when a lot of people got paid to not work, they created toil within. They went and... Um, Maybe went to Twitter or the internet or caused fights in the streets or, you know, they caused trouble generally. Owen Cook calls that untargeted discontent. When people have the ability to let their mind wander and so it does wander and, you know, they're, 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 they're discontented. Therefore, um, you know, just being in the house last year, uh, being paid to not work. And it's a lot more complicated of a situation than simply being paid to not work. A lot of the suicide rates, allegedly, I don't have the data on this. I never bothered to look it up because it's, it's, it's not really relevant to my life at this point. But allegedly, the suicide rate has, has spiked. Because when there's no toil without, when there's no aspirations, joy, can, can, joy can't really exist. We create toil within. We create demons within. And while outwardly, the biggest enemy to the people on this podcast is cancel culture the biggest enemy to your character is cancel culture and I mean that in the forms of media big media particularly but really all forms of media and it affects you in two ways vicariously this is the external war of your character vicariously is the first way it affects you in you in the fact that watching media and consuming media the wrong types of media if it's not curated and designed specifically to you it saturates your beliefs and it, it indoctrinates you into mainstream forms of thought. That's one way. Your character and your individuality becomes extinct. The second way, which the, the, the external war we face is not really relevant to this podcast, so, but I'm just naming it just for fun. You know, the second way the media affects you, big media, is that when you bl- blow past all the, you know, the, the, the traps and the vices of media indoctrination, you go on to become an individual then the media, in order to retain its narrative, goes on to make an example out of you. They attack you and just show the people within the mainstream narrative that people who go without are, you know, soon to be extinct. And they attack you, they throw dirt on your name, and they kill individuals right on national television. I don't mean literally kill, but they assassinate your character. Um, look at that. Even even look at that phrase, assassinate your character, the character that you become. Um, becomes taboo and outlawed and there are all types of narratives running around about why you're not a good character and you know cancel culture is the outward battle that someone who goes on to become the character will face but what a lot of people don't know which is what this podcast episode about is that is the internal side the internal battle that you'll face now i alluded to it in the beginning of the episode uh, about you know with with naming the false beliefs that a lot of um uh, people who will go on to become characters face 
um, but it but it goes deep. You know, your emotions and the things you feel and the things you believe internally are all over the place. I remember it was last year. I wanted to fulfill the objective of this podcast, obviously. I was working on a brand and a business, the same business and brand that I'm working on now, and a character to gel it all, to, to gel the entire experience. And I was looking, working on a way to roll it out to the world. And uh, similar to a lot of people who listen to this podcast, uh, very early on in that journey, I, I hit a lot of walls. Now, I'd been on a journey for years at this point, but I was still hitting a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of vices, a lot of pitfalls were still before me. One of the one of the biggest pitfalls was just getting things done. You know, the motivation and the will to get things done, the drive to get things done just really wasn't there. That was one of the things that would face me. I had a lot of trouble, you know, publishing, you know, which is critical to building your character, promoting its lore and its narratives throughout society by your own publishing and then collaborating to make sure those publishings are promoted. That was one of the things that troubled me. Like I had a lot of like if you look back through the podcast history, there were a lot of gaps in between published episodes, maybe a month, 30 days or 60 day gaps where I didn't publish anything at all. I had a lot of trouble when I did go to publish episodes, speaking on the mic and feeling comfortable on the mic and feeling like, you know, imposter syndrome and feeling like I was the person to 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 really deliver these stories. I had a lot of trouble essentially with every part of building the setting, building the character and building the business that would uh, supplement it all. And I didn't know why, but, you know, this had been my life for, you know, on and off for years. And so I thought nothing of it. Uh, I grinded through as the, you know, the, the fact that the podcast has come this far, I've, I've grinded through. And if you look at the podcast, last episode was our hundredth episode ever published. It's been around for more than a year. That means there were 200 days where I didn't publish anything. You know, and there were 200 days where I wanted to publish something where I didn't publish anything. But I grinded on through every day, just grinding, grinding, going from step to step to step. I was in a place in my life where my entire ideology was to to focus singularly in work and work and work. Focus singularly on the task that's ahead of you in in button down and just get it done and so in that process I lived a lopsided life I, I, I assumed you, you can hear me recount this in some of the old podcasts so I was following the power law you know focus on one vertical one thing that you want to do one thing that you want to get done and really omit everything else and in that process my diet you know my sleep um my exercise all these things you know my you know uh friendships and family bonds I didn't talk to a lot of people for really that entire year really it went out of the window and I had a singular focus and I grinded and I grinded and I grinded throughout the process of my grinding um I I did begin to slow down I I began to you know spin my wheels in the mud and sink only deeper and my productivity would tank throughout time and I, I I chalked it up to the fact that I'd been grinding so long without results that I was exhausted and I was tired and but I needed to break through Throughout the course of last year, my girlfriend would often come to me because 
working out and exercising and in new diets was something that she was into she was suggesting me like okay let's do this one or do this diet or do this exercise this should be a consistent part of my life and um she would tell me like you know even according to what you said singular focus is good but wouldn't these things supplement your work wouldn't workout exercise diet supplement your work and I was like, no, not not really. You know, I gotta have a singular focus at some time. Like that's good for some some points in your life, but you have to have a singular focus. Is what I told her. It wasn't until one day last summer that I completely like like I was like legitimately like having nightmares like every day. It was the weirdest thing in the world. And I would wake up and I would just feel dull and used and and, and I would just feel just spent. And I would wake up every day and most of the days of last year I would do absolutely nothing but just think because even the epiphanies that fueled the business and fueled my next move came slower and slower and slower and slower and I was just kind of lulled out maybe in the dreamlike state um but but really like a nightmare like state state you know you get in those moods where every day seems dull and every day day seems the same and it's almost like a groundhog day there's very little joy in your life and it's you know this this depressive state has snuck into your life without you really even knowing it in that summer i was describing this day i remember i had a dream it was a dream me and my girlfriend were we're getting married we were at a wedding in this this this, this big unknown mansion we were surrounded on the table and i remember in the dream like i felt like a visceral joy i felt like a visceral happiness it was so potent and after the dream i woke up and i just and life was all around me and immediately when I woke up, like it, it took a while for the feeling to fade, but when I woke up, life in the feeling of life and the dullness started to creep back in. But I was defiant this day because that joy that I'd felt and the joy that I felt upon waking initially was something that I haven't, I, I forgot that I, I could feel that way. You ever been in a depressive state and then something really, really good just snaps you out of it and you like, wow, like. The joy that you experience in that moment, you haven't felt in so long that you forgot you could feel. And it makes you realize, oh, I've been living in a very, very depressive state of mind. I've been living quite horribly. And before that moment, it wasn't something that you really even considered. You just considered what you were experiencing day-to-day life. It, it, it was like that for me. And it was from that day, I had began to work backwards and really, really reverse engineer what what elements went into joy and so i started to experiment more with the things that i ate i started to experiment more with my workouts i started to experiment more with 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 um you know how much water i drank the supplements i would take the exercise i would do um you know what time i slept the time i wake you know I i would go out often to get sunlight and at first you know everything was pretty much how it always been uh the same dull feeling day in day out not a lot of energy but with time i started to feel a little bit more differently like literally emotions like excitement started to come back to my life emotions like joy emotions like peace started to creep back into my life you know the feeling when you wake up and it's like everything's fine but everything's wrong that feeling started was my life but with experimenting with these things, it started to go away. Everything started to change. And ironically enough, 
you know, just working and working. And really, uh, it's, you know, it, it's been a, a long-term thing. I really realized how far I had to come just recently last week. That's why I was making this podcast. So, because if you look at last week or two weeks ago, really, I just randomly decided on a whim, you know, after a streak of working really every day that I would put out a podcast episode every day. And I would wake up every morning and I would go downstairs to make a podcast episode and the thoughts and the ideas, the lore and the narrative and the character and the setting it was all created like clockwork. It was a very, very simple process. And I was I had the ability for the first time to speak and to convey my thoughts and ideas super clearly, unlike today. And the pocket and, and I had the energy reserves and in the added brilliance because epiphanies would come to me like nothing to put out podcast episodes every day back to back to back to back to back to back and I don't feel exhausted and I don't feel burnt out it wasn't until today really yesterday which I've cut my calories severely that I really have trouble making this episode or even adding podcast episodes every day like I have almost like a complete lack of energy which there are seasons where you have you know, you you die, you eat, and you, you you be a glutton. And there are seasons where you go into famine, and uh, I think balance is important. But what I'm trying to just demonstrate with this story is that the 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 character that I was trying to create, the character who is me, who is myself, that I was trying to emphasize, um, and and I struggled to emphasize through the vices of this internal war that I was going through. The war was quelled and this character really came to life. The more I incorporated as a part of this character health and wellness, the more I exercised, the more I got sun, the more I ate well and ate often and ate the correct caloric limits and the more I slept, the more powerful my character and the more fuel my character became. The work that I was setting out to do, uh, it just it, it was a complete flow state. It was almost sometimes as it was coming from somewhere else in life. And this year, you know, I've really gotten a lot done because of it. Uh, simultaneously, I've been, you know, just a more clear, a more happy, more fulfilled person. And a person that's even, you know, uh, a person that's that's at peace, even despite the work and the efforts that we're going on here that are going on right here. Like my whole attitude towards the necessity of my business and my character and, you know, my attitude towards living a good and joyful life, all of it was revolutionized and all of it was changed. And what I realized from this event was that, you know, all the false beliefs and all the negative feelings and all the things that hold us back from creating characters, um, it's all a chemical experience. All of life is a chemical experience. Many people think, again, to reiterate, many people think that the freedom freedom will will bring joy to their life. Only to realize that toil and war and, and, and going hard and, and, and aspiring, really I want to say aspiration is the word, is a critical piece of joy. And in aspiring and in aspiration... Many people think that they can will that to happen. You understand what I'm saying? They think they can, as an element of, like, people think they can first off will joy to happen. 
and then within aspiration they think they can will aspiration which is the fuel of joy to happen as well they think they can just people think these things are a mental experience is what i'm bringing to you they think oh i'm unhappy i can just be happy uh you know i don't have the energy to work and inspire I can just work and aspire. My brain can just do it. Like they can, they think they can, they think it's a matter. I'm not motivated. I just need to find the motivation. I need to watch a motivational video. I just don't know how. I need to figure out how. I need to be a better speaker. I just need to do it. Like people think that progression in these ways are a mental experience. And the thing that I've discovered through my toils is that more so than anything, it's a chemical experience. It's literally about the chemicals that you put into your brain. Um, if you think of like a balance sheet, you know, um, you put in the right numbers. Uh, I don't know anything about balance sheets, so that's a completely bad example. But any system, you know, you put in the right uh, variables to an equation and the answer that you want comes out. Joy is no different. But people think the currency that you know, that, that balance out to create joy, the currency that you put into the equation to create joy, the variables is, is your thoughts or your motivation or, or, or any of these things, when really the variables are chemical mostly in, in, in composition. And what I mean by that is joy itself is in love and all these things, and aspiration, um, confidence, the ability to do what you do well, and, and the energy to fuel it, it's all based off uh, neuro, uh, neurotrans, your, your neurotransmitters, your neuro, uh, I don't remember what they're called. I want to say neurotoxins, but I know that's not right. It's based off your neurotransmitters. It's based off the chemicals that are released into your brain. Energy, it's a chemical in your brain or chemical in your body. Uh, happiness is dopamine and serotonin. Pain is cortisol and you know, uh, adrenaline is epinephrine and all these different, like these are little, literal chemicals in your body. And these chemicals aren't really triggered when you think things as opposed to, like they're triggered when you think things, obviously, but they're really in, in, in like all obviously things like environment, but there'll be happy people, well, there'll be people in great environments that are unhappy and unproductive. And these are really the people I'm talking to. Um, and unable to build characters and unable to build their life and they blame it on you know the way they were born or all these different false beliefs I've named numerous times but really if you look at it you know uh, dopamine and serotonin it's governed by the chemicals we in, we intake you can be in a great environment and, and with a great circumstance and be unable to be motivated unable to deliver or unable to get things done or you might even think you're in a great environment is a bad environment and it's all based on chemicals dopamine serotonin all these things are governed by the chemicals that you take and put in you understand what i mean and so when it comes to food food is a chemical thing you take these chemicals and you put it in your body and it governs the way your dopamine and serotonin your joy is actually made but who think okay i can think my way to joy i can think my way into happiness when really happiness is a combination of physical chemicals physical things now i'm not this is not exact science but this is just how i rationalize it. this is like not even real science but this is the way i see it for myself if i want these chemicals to happen i have to add the right chemicals to my body like it's a machine like you have to add oil to a car sunlight it's a chemical thing um 
you 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 put you put the sunlight in your body and chemicals form because of it even environment environments uh what chemicals are being delivered to you by your environment um thinking that happiness and in, in, in aspiration and getting things done and building the character is 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 a mental experience and a, a experience that's based on will is like thinking that when you're high you will that to happen let's say you smoked a weed or you ate an edible or you drank a liquor when you drink these things the emotional states that you feel uh like maybe you're high and you can't stop laughing these things happen because you added a chemical to the machine. It didn't happen because you thought these things you wanted them to happen. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, think about maybe maybe your girlfriend. You feel like, or or you are a woman. You feel like you're on you're on your time of the month, and all these emotions come to the foreground because of it. If that is what happens, um, everybody's experience of this life is different and subjective. But if that is what happens, that's like thinking that you are like your thoughts. Like maybe your girlfriend's yelling at you. You're like, oh, she's on her period. Maybe you did something wrong for yourself. You want you want to consider this, but uh, you know you you think you can will her through you know through asking and requesting things of her mind into a different state of being, into a different emotional state. But notice that this time of the month, the chemicals that are being released into her body and brain have changed, and so her emotional state has changed. It's a chemical experience. It's not a mind and will experience. Um. And if the chemicals in your life aren't correct and balanced, then your character and your career and your aspirations, your joy, it, 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 it cannot be fueled. And this is what I realized. And so, what you know, I've talked about this in past episodes, but when you go on to, you, you build a character and you build this lore and you build the setting and build the business to, to, to solidify it because the systems of business are what perpetuate a character. And anxiety. Like, uh, the, a business is the engine to a character. Because in order for any idea to, to be sustained in this society, it has to be profitable. And so the business is an engine to your character um, and, and everything that it believes in. But when you go on to create these things, you may feel like, oh, I don't have the motivation. Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't have the skill. I don't have the charisma. I can't speak properly. Um, but all of these things are beyond the way you were born or what you've learned or what your mind has set up or the way your mind is set up. All these things count, but they are the 80 out of the 80 20 would really count the most or one of the things that counts the most is making sure that the chemicals that fuel this character are in place i mean think of yourself like a like a dc villain or or marvel villain or something like that uh you know unless you fall in the vat of acid the metaphorical vat of acid which are really the right chemicals and compounds that make your body and your brain and your charisma and your your joy and and your your comic side and your sarcasm your wit your cleverness uh it's the compounds in life that make make these things function um you have to fall into that metaphorical vat of acid or you won't become bane or you won't become the joker uh your character is fueled by the chemicals that you put into your life um now within you know chemicals you know are funny things and you know they're greatly influenced by your environment so if your environment is wrong none of this can happen obviously if you live in a toxic horrible environment uh you know you really have to change that because even like even the environment you know uh like maybe you live somewhere where it's dark all the time if you live somewhere where it's dark all the time you cannot experience joy you know, because joy is heavily dependent on sunlight. A lot of people have seasonal depression because they like like me when I lived back home, 
I had to take vitamin D through one winter to, to finally actually be happy during the winter because when the sun falls at 4 a.m. and you don't get enough sunlight, a lot of people feel very ill. Um, I felt very sad through the winters that I experienced back home. A lot of depressive states when winter hit because sunlight as a variable was missing. So not only does the environment count as in the people around you, but you just want to make sure you have the proper environment and you're intaking the proper materials to make sure that your chemicals are all balanced in your brain because that, 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 you know, you may think it has nothing to do with your work and that work is the thing that's going to deliver you to a, a bliss state, uh, and balance your chemicals out like you think it's going to be the house that does it or the car that does it or the business that does it when it crosses a certain threshold but really like i said you'll 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 acquire these these states of being through the chemicals that you intake and being in that state of being and being happy and being joyful and abundant is actually what makes all these other things happen um according to me so as you see uh you know, I'm on a tear. Uh, I'm, I've reduced the podcast every day for a pretty long time now. Uh, there's no signs of slowing down. Um, you can tell by my demeanor, my voice and everything. My chemicals are in balance because I'm on a, a sh- sharp diet, probably sharper than it should be. Uh, definitely sharper than it should be uh, because I'm trying to get really in shape. And so I'm, I'm sacrificing a little bit. But you can probably tell by the enthusiasm and the way I'm speaking in this episode uh, that this is the case. You know, think about, you know, when you were younger, when you live in, you know, if you if you were born poor and your parents, you know, were, you know, either without jobs or they worked all day. Um, a lot of our parents, you know, because they were poor, they didn't eat the right things. They ate McDonald's every day because they weren't educated to do anything different. Um, a lot of them had so bad of a balance of chemicals in their brain that they couldn't even maintain joy. And they probably were very harsh or very hoarse very discouraging you know around you because they lived in a depressive state and that's all they would that's all they have known um your parents would come home from work the invert the work environment too exhausted to even be kind to you you know too exhausted to even maintain happiness on their own so they could never impart any to you um i was talking to my, my like i said i was talking to my brother rashad the other day on the phone uh well through the voicemails and, and he was he was telling me of how you know, you want to knock down a small domino and progress to greater dominoes. Uh, it's something that Owen, Cook's calls, Owen Cook calls the upward spiral. What you want to do to, to, to ensure your character flourishes is secure an upward spiral. Going, you know, uh, either, you know, you're either going in an upward spiral now or a downward spiral based on the chemicals that are in your life. Um, it starts with maybe a bad environment. You go to work, you're around people who are also poor, who don't like life, who have nothing to look forward to, ask no aspirations. You're filled with all this cortisol, this negative energy around you. Um, then you come home and maybe that makes you eat poorly. And because you eat poorly, you get brain fog, you get depressive and all these different things. And maybe because you're depressed and you fog, you, you go to coping, you know, your, your relationships unravel around you, your family unravels around you. So neither even your household is a toxic and damaging environment. We curse and you, you, you bicker with each other. Um, and maybe you go into coping, maybe you go to alcohol or food, you know, or bad, more bad food or drugs. Uh, that's the downward spiral. One domino leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. And suddenly you find yourself at rock bottom experiencing some very, very crazy things. That's why when you go to the hood, you know, they have these food deserts and all these fast food around them. You know, um, they live in an environment where it's, it's constant, you know, cortisol producing events. Uh, their amygdalas are literally swollen. People who live in cities, if you look at it, 
Meditation is one of those things that facilitates the chemicals in your brain. It's all about inspiring dopamine and serotonin to be created uh, in the right amounts. Um, but you look at the cities, you know, suddenly there are millions, thousands and thousands of people in cities that are at rock bottom because this, you know, domino, you know, this domino effect. They're robbing, they're killing, they're stealing, they're, 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 they're murdering. Like they're doing all types of crazy things. You go to areas that have been raised up on proper nutrition uh raise or you know around people with great energy because they're not all poor they're not all struggling marriages last longer there's more wealth you know they say the rich get richer and the poor get poorer because the poor are in a downward spiral and the rich are an upward spiral um yeah and i was talking to rashad on the phone and he was just describing me describing me to the you know the events within his life you know uh he's because like even like if you look at it like he says like he started eating a entirely different diet you know he started eating well all whole foods not foods that have weirdly enough foods that have ingredients food like apple is an apple it doesn't have an ingredients in it it's just an apple um so he eats a lot of whole foods and things like that um and when he eat, he, he you know these are his words he, you know when he started becoming more and more healthy he has more energy to work and so he works a lot more and he works a lot better um you know, he, he gets paid a lot now because he was working more and working better. He, he gets paid in, in, in to, a, to a degree where he has a lot excess at the end of the month to do, you know, beyond free activities, just to stow away and invest and do whatever he wants with it. Um, and that leads to more opportunities and fun, and you know, with, with better friends and family. And um, and so, you know, the environment around him is changing. He, he start, He's moved out. He lives on his own. Uh, he has a great relationship with everybody around him. Um, he says he feels more happy and fulfilled day to day. And, you know, you can tell someone's in an upward spiral because their habits begins to change. You know, he said recently that he was buying a program um, from, I think his name was Mr. Infinity. Um, that's about, you know, health and wellness and, 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 and exercise and things like that, you know. Um, your palate as you go on up respiro begins to change and so he wants different types of foods he experiences I think he takes he takes seven or eight supplements a day um, you know he drinks you know mineral water um, he exercises pretty frequently and he wants like you now suddenly this hunger to 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 because it's an upward spiral it's getting stronger and stronger as you go this hunger you know for more is, is being inspired through his actions. It just, it, you know, wealth begets wealth. And so he's, you know, looking at this program, you know, he's, he's, you know, developed into somebody who wants to read books. He's reading two books, Expert Secrets and um, a book about love. Uh, the hunger is increasing. He's been he consumed more and more good. He's more like he, he has a hard time eating junk food. He's more attracted to the good foods that he can eat. Um, and he describes his life uh, because of the, the, the energy that comes out of the situation, which comes whole circle back to becoming the character uh, as magnetic. You know, a lot of, you know, he says a lot of the women around him uh, are just attracted to him, you know, beyond what he does physically, beyond what he does in action. Uh, you know, a lot of women or, or you know, e even platonically and good people and friendships are gravitating towards his life a lot of opportunity in terms of work and, and raises and getting better pay are just coming towards them um being a magnetic character being an attractive character that attracts the masses and makes people want to do for you uh it's a chemical thing the fuel to this character and in, in, in the masses that he will bring is a chemical experience and you want to really button down and experiment and find out what chemicals work best for you 
things to consider, you want to consider meditation. You want to consider the diet and what it is that you eat. Not all foods are created equally. Um, even on this diet, I learned a lot of things like, you know, whole foods like broccoli. Um, I could eat a whole pack of broccoli to be 100 calories. I had a bag of Fritos the other day. Um, it was about a third of my, you know, caloric limit. It was 560 calories. Um, so I could eat five packs of broccoli and gain all that nutrition or eat 500 calories of Fritos and gain no nutrition and a lot of weight. Um, so meditation, diet, sunlight. Sunlight is extremely critical or, or, you know, because it is a chemical thing, not really a sun thing. Taking the, the chemicals that uh, are replicated by sunlight, vitamin D, vitamin C, uh, that'll suffice as well. But these things are, people in Antarctica, the scientists down there, they take one a days and things like that, they're fine. My brother, he works, uh, he's in the Navy, he's a naval officer. He works in the submarines. They take one a days, they're fine because it's the chemicals. Um, the chemicals that are associated with sunlight. So what do I have? Meditation, diet, sunlight, um, sleep. Sleep is super important. You want to sleep correctly. Uh, a lot of people wake up every day to get to their nine to five, their, their sleep. They're, they don't have great sleep. A lot of people eat a lot going back to diet, but they're malnourished because they're not getting the right nutrients. Uh, nutrients. Uh, what's another one? Exercise. You want to exercise and make sure your body's fit. They did a study. One of the primary things that creates peace in the mind is is exercise, being in open and open open environments, not closed closed cities, and meditation. These are things that help reduce the swelling, the amygdala. Um, what else? Socializing. Socializing is extremely critical and important. Having a, a, a family, a village around you that inspires you is, is, is critical uh, as well. So join groups and clubs and things like that and, 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 and see what that does for you. Um, what else? Aspiration. You want to toil. You want to work. Pick a purpose and work on your purpose tirelessly. Um, because being purposeful is another thing that really helps. And, you know, those are just some, some of the things that... That, that prompt the right chemicals to be be created in your mind and uh, allows you to get within that upper spiral and become magnetic. Obviously, you want to drink water. You don't want to do drugs or anything like that. Um, and so that helps you build. That's why you, you come across entrepreneurs, and a lot of them are biohackers. Russell Brunson takes 30, 40, some supplements a day, you know, does all types of things, you know, float tanks and cryo and... Um, you know, uh, eats a healthy diet and experiments with eating once a day and multiple times a day, like just, just crazy, crazy diets. Uh, he gets his sleep. They track their sleep. They track their exercise, all these different things. That's why entrepreneurs do them because that upward spiral creates an energy about you that is magnetic. Uh, and that's part of creating your character, but I don't really have much else to say within this podcast episodes. I do want to say Join us on Clubhouse. I'm going to record these podcast episodes on Clubhouse from now on. I'm going to record them live. You can be part of the episodes. You can talk um, within the episode, uh, ask questions and things like that um, as we get to the bottom of this. I really want this podcast to be a community experience where we all share and in, in bring about revelations to the world. And so join us on Clubhouse. The link is in the podcast description below. Uh, other than that, I don't really have much else to say. This is the voice of this podcast, Dallas Prater. This is Becoming the Character Podcast. If you enjoy this, rate, uh, subscribe, and uh, uh, whatever you do, review. Um, also, we have the summit coming up, the Becoming the Character Summit on September 28th. 
Uh, if you don't know what that is, I'll explain with I've explained in past episodes and I'll explain further in future episodes. But you want to look at we'll we'll talk about it on Clubhouse. Ask me if you join me on Clubhouse. And uh, it, it, it essentially is a summit where the top influencers teach you how to be magnetic. Um, so you want to look out for that. Join Clubhouse. We're probably going to air the summit in Clubhouse and on Facebook in the Facebook group that we have. Uh, join both if you like to do that. But Clubhouse is great. We're going to have some of these speakers come on Clubhouse and break down the tactics and strategies behind, behind becoming magnetic and all that good stuff. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you a lot. Please subscribe. Stick around for the next episode. Uh, there's a lot to be taught. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot we can do for each other. Peace out.